calling me Mickey. Well, that rah-rah never was the icon issue. Pop is bizarre. I'm covering the icon issue. I got issues. Yeah, bitch. I got issues. W. Awesome. Hello, everyone, and welcome to <laughs> I Got Problems Podcast. My name is Sandra, and I'm here with Annabelle. Awesome. Um, <laughs> we are here today with a special guest. Before we get there, uh, make sure you uh, follow us on all our public platforms at I Got Problems Pod. Check out like the 10 to 12 platforms you can listen to us on. Um, I Got Problems or I Got Problems Pod. Honestly, if you put it on Google, it'll just pop up at this point. Um, we posted so much stuff that it should be the first <laughs> to pop up. But um, yeah, what else? Uh, oh, if you haven't taken a second to review us on Apple Podcasts, do that as well. If you do, we usually shout you out or read the review, good or bad. We take criticism well. So give us your honest opinion and we'll work on it if it takes working <laughs> on. If it's just an opinion about an episode, we'll read it out loud too. It's okay. We appreciate that. So yeah, without further ado, I will let Annabelle introduce our special guest of this week. All right. So our special guest is Rob Kowalski, and he's the author of why waiting works and we're going to be talking about waiting for your best death um in regards to sexual abstinence now um he also runs a nonprofit called city fam that's based in baltimore there are other locations in the u.s as well um however this is like kind of the headquarters and they do events pretty much every weekend so if you're in the baltimore area the mv area and you'd like to join us in some events please don't be afraid to stop by. And without further ado, I'm going to allow Rob to introduce himself. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, go, go Awesome. Ahead. Thanks for having me on, ladies. Of course. Thank yeah. you for coming. It's my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, so my name is Rob Kowalski. I was born and raised in Baltimore. I uh, like to refer to myself as a reformed bad boy. I used to be the mm-hmm. most sought after stripper in Baltimore for most of my 20s. I... Uh, <laughs> was the biggest club promoter in the city for a couple of years. I ran a company called uh, Jet Set Mafia and uh, promoted pretty much all the clubs in, in the town during that time. It was about a three-year span, I guess. No, it was longer than that. It was like five years, actually. Five years. Wow. And um, yeah, I had this radical encounter with Jesus and um, kind of did a 180. Really didn't know much about the Christian lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, didn't didn't really relate to religious people all that well because i you know my my lifestyle was very non-christian and um but i learned some things along the way about practically what works and what doesn't work and made a youtube video a few years ago called 10 reasons not to have sex before marriage it ended up going viral Mm. became the number one video in the world on youtube on the subject and then i wrote a book about it and then i started a a, a non-profit actually i started the non-profit before i wrote the book and uh and uh, yeah it's just my passion now is helping people become the best version of themselves and in a very unconventional way i like to think like we're not this we don't kind of do the stereotypical things that other uh, organizations do I, at least i don't yeah. feel like we do um but yeah really passionate about the subjects of of waiting as hard as it mm-hmm. is and as, as unpopular as it, it is sometimes mm-hmm. to talk about and just community and the need for it to really become the best version of yourself. You got to have some, you got to have good people around you cheering you on. Yeah. So right. yeah, that's who I am. Nice. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Did you want to go ahead and plug some of your socials in there? Sure. Yeah. yeah. You can find me on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook and TikTok now at Rob B. Kowalski. So it's Rob with two B's Kowalski, K-O-W-A-L-S-K-I. And then if you want to pick up a free copy of the, the book, Why Waiting Works, you can go to whywaitingworks.com. You get a bunch of bonuses with it. You just have to pay for shipping and handling. Mm-hmm. And then CityFam, best way to find us, get connected with us is to go to Facebook, uh, the Facebook group. And then you can actually go directly there if you type in friendswithbetterbenefits.com. It'll take you directly to the Facebook group for yeah. CityFam. That's kind of like the new campaign. And I love it. Nice. I love it. Yeah, Annabelle's there every weekend. She's she. Uh, she's, not every weekend. <laughs> he said every weekend. Stop. Yeah. No, honestly, I I love it. These events like really take me out of my comfort zone. And um, short story, I actually started following City Fam about three years ago before I officially joined. Um, it takes a lot of courage to come, yeah. like, show up at, to a group of strangers and just kind of be like, hi. Yeah, absolutely. I think at the time I wasn't really seriously committed to waiting, even though I was abstinent for a while. Right. Um, I don't know what happened this year. I guess I kind of grew some balls in. But it's nice to meet people who are like, who share the same mindset. I wouldn't be too scared in that scenario because I would walk in knowing that we're all on the same page. Right. So it would be an easy conversation starter to just be like, great. 
yeah. we're all here together. Finally, people <laughs> who understand, you know? Yeah. I, but I get some other people, it's not a popular well, choice. So. Yeah, and let me just put a disclaimer out there that City yeah. Fam isn't the abstinent group, okay? Because <laughs> it's like that'll <laughs> severely limit how many people come check us out. Um, there are people, obviously, that are waiting in City Fam. I'm sure there are people that are having sex too. I don't really, you know, we're, we're not talking about it necessarily. Yeah. But. I believe in people that are waiting. I think City Fam is a great uh, solution for them because Absolutely. it gives them things to do and people to do them with. Mm-hmm. But if, uh, you know, people, I never try to push people that are in City Fam to waiting. I, pu- I try to push people that are waiting to City Fam because I think right. they need something to do. But yeah. I don't try to push people that are in City Fam to waiting. Although right. I do mm-hmm. believe probably it trickles down, like our mm-hmm. values trickle down sure. and influence people indirectly. But I never want to make people feel wrong in City Fam. Right. City Fam is for everybody. It's not the sober group. It's not the uh, the Christian group. It's not the, yeah. the abstinent group. It's just really about like, hey, <laughs> what's that? Oh, I said the sex AA group. Right, exactly. <laughs> Sexual addicts. Anonymous Anybody that wants to become the best version of themselves, that's yeah. who it's for. So it's right. kind of open to everybody. That's nice. Good. But I, I think there is an argument to be made, and I'll mm-hmm. probably talk about that today. Yeah. Right. Of waiting until marriage. If you want to, if you want to reach your full potential and achieve everything. Uh, in life that you want most, I'll make a strong argument that you need to wait to have sex until marriage and why and why you need to do it based off my many failures at trying. Right. <laughs> Look, we're, we're all in the same. Yeah. Level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for the um, most part, <laughs> so we are going to get into um, kind of our current events topics and then we'll delve more so into your book. Love it. Um, so. In pop culture, um, people, listeners may or may know of some celebrities that have abstained until marriage, probably weren't virgins when they got married, but Mm -hmm. they decided uh, with whoever they're married now to um, wait to have sex with them until they got married. So you have Yvonne Origi. She's a virgin. Yeah. That's a storm. (laughs) From the show. Um, (laughs) Anywho. Um, we also have the Jonas Brothers. I'm pretty sure Nick Jonas is uh, was, anyway, because he is now married um, out there before he got married. But I do know for sure Kevin, who was the oldest one, he did get married before, you know, um, having sex with his wife. We also have Megan Good and her pastor husband mm-hmm. as well. They also waited until they got married. And our youngest, which was kind of surprising, um, Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin. He yeah. found God at some point and yeah. then decided to just go on this path. Well, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he did have like a Christian upbringing. I think so I never went into his background. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then um, I guess he decided to revisit his values yeah. prior to getting married. So, yeah. yeah. We're also going to delve into what sexual um, liberation really is, in my opinion, and also the opinion of Yanni, who is um, who runs a YouTube channel that I follow. Um, her channel is called Real Talk with Yanni. If you haven't followed it, I suggest you listen to it. She makes a lot of great points, very mm-hmm. wise. Um, and yeah, so... Without further ado, I also want to get into our facts and stats. And um, Rob, obviously, feel free to jump in and interrupt me if anything I say might be incorrect, or if you just like have an idea that you want to emphasize. Yeah, I don't want to be speaking most of the time. You're the guest, so we kind of want to hear your voice too. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so in your book, you mentioned the marshmallow test, and I'll briefly explain it. Essentially, it's a study conducted by Stanford professor Walter Mitchell. Hopefully I said that name right, um, in which he sat kids in a room with a marshmallow and told them if they waited 15 minutes, they can get a second marshmallow. Um, when the children were interviewed 14 years later, they found that the children who were able to wait the 15 minutes were more dependable, self-motivated, and had achieved significantly better grades throughout high school with no exception. Hmm. So, oh, because yeah. they waited for a marshmallow? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's more so um, the concept of denying... Um, delayed gratification. Yeah, delayed, yeah. They had that, like, it was a trend on, what is it, IG or... I think I saw it most on IG where they had the candy or something on the table. Oh, yeah. Even Doyen did it. Videos. And they just had the, like, during the pandemic. On the TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they had those. the kids wait. And they'd be like, don't do it. Wait, wait, wait. And some kids would just go for it. Of course. And other kids will wait. And then when they picked it up, they'd be like, thank you, mommy, or thank you, daddy. And it's cute to see. Oh, That's wow. Cute. They listened. They listened. Yeah. Right. So, so I we guess. We know who's yeah. going to go far in life. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> That's the test. At two years old, you try a kid. This is it. Do or die. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything to add to that? Or? No, I mean, it, it really is a, a principle. It's called delayed gratification, like you mentioned. And, and it's, it's universal in everything. Mm-hmm. I always challenge people. I'm, I say, okay, name one thing that instant gratification produces long-term happiness in. And if you think about it, you can't even think of one. There's That's nothing true. that instant gratification produces long-term happiness. It's always the opposite. Yes. We like to pretend, put our fingers in our ears and pretend with sex it's different. We're like, no, I don't want to hear it. No, no. But we understand it. When it comes to money, we know that delayed gratification. If you, you got to say, you know, like if you want to buy a house, you got to save money. You can't just go yeah. shop whenever you want. If you want to lose weight, you just can't eat whatever you want. If you want to get an education, you got to stay home and study when you want. You can't turn up every night. Like yeah. everybody understands delayed gratification mm-hmm. across the board. But when it comes to sex we want to pretend like it's not true (laughs) and unfortunately it's true i don't like it any more than you guys like anybody i like it the least because i used to have a lot of casual sex and it was easy for me to go out and have sex anytime i wanted so Mm -hmm. figuring it out and learning the truth was not like oh great this is really what i want to do is i want to sit home by myself and and you know be lonely but honestly i want what i want most more than what i want right now the thing is is i think the culture today is we want what we want right now and we, and we don't want the consequences either. We're like, yeah. okay, I want to be able to do whatever I want and I don't want the consequences, but unfortunately it don't work that way. You mm-hmm. can't just go out and eat whatever you want and have a six pack. I'm sorry. It don't work. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're going to have to make the decision and be like, okay, no, as long as you, and, I, and that's really just what I wanted to do with the book is like, mm-hmm. For years of my life, I didn't understand it. I did. I did. I thought waiting was the dumbest idea. If a girl told me she wanted to wait, I was like, "This is why." I'm like, "We're gonna make each other feel good. Why wait?" Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't get it. But after time, I did. I really understand it. And I'm like, I would have saved myself so much pain and wasted time had I understood it. You know, years ago, I see I see pictures of people like young couples and they're you know they're in love. Maybe they got kids. And I'm like, I didn't get all that because I I want to took a different path. You know, like, and no one ever told me why it was wrong. I mean, I heard in church, like, don't have sex before marriage, but they couldn't tell you why. Yeah. Nobody, nobody explained it to me. So I'm like, now I'm super passionate about telling people, not because it's a sin, although I I believe, you know, it is a sin and all that, but I want to tell you practically, like how it's going to work out for you if you, if you wait and and if you don't wait, there's a reason that the divorce rate's 50%. There's a reason that the the other 50% that stay married, most of them ain't happy. Like there's a reason for all this. And once you understand it, then you can start to make decisions based off the facts. Right. Because numbers don't lie. Like I, you could be like, Rob's full of shit. What's he know? (laughs) Ex stripper. I don't care what he's got. Look, numbers don't lie. 97% of people do not wait to have sex. And the divorce rates 50 fucking percent. Probably even more than that now. It's 50. Well, yeah, it might be even more than that. So that means your chances of being happily married, if you go about it the way that everybody else is doing it, the 97% Mm -hmm. is pretty freaking slim. Because we already know that your chances are one and two of getting divorced. And then the rest of the 50%, I'd say the majority of them ain't happy. They're staying together for the kids and for finances Mm -hmm. and for other reasons besides that they're really in love. So if you go about it the way everybody else is doing it, you're going to get what they got. The, now, yeah. the divorce rate of people that marry as virgins is 6%. So that's, that's right awesome. there. It's very telling. Okay. Yeah. And I, I'm just saying this from what I've done. I know it from practical experience. I don't care what anybody says because I don't think anybody's lived in more polar ends of the spectrum when it comes to sex as I have. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. I think I am that guy. Yeah. If there's anybody in the history of the world that has done more, like as I had hundreds of one night stands, and now I've been abstinent for 16 mm-hmm. of the last 21 years. So I have a very unique perspective on the subject. And you know, like I know before I wasn't even asking myself the hard questions before getting into relationships with girls. I was just like, they're hot. Okay. Let's date. Mm. Next thing you know, we have sex. Sometimes I would ejaculate and I would lose interest, which is what the majority of the time I'd sooner mm-hmm. the first time I ejaculated, I, okay. I came, I was like mm-hmm. done with them. Didn't want to, didn't, was not interested in them anymore. And then some, but other times there would be girls and we would sleep together. We'd continue sleeping together and then we would drift into a relationship. Mm. And then I would be looking over my shoulder, wondering if I could be happier with somebody else. Mm. I think, you know, like I'd have this, this subconscious thought, always like wondering if I could have done better yeah. versus now I meet girls and I look at them and I'm like, would you sign the marriage contract to sleep with her? Wow. I'm like, no. Okay. Next. Move on. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. But one day there will be a girl that comes along and I'll be like, yeah, 
I right. will. You know, it's going to take me some time to figure out because I can't just go off of physical traction because now yes. I'm looking at a whole bunch of criteria. Now I'm like, yeah. you know, lots of things. And I'm checking the connection. Is there more to it? Because the physical traction, this is what guys don't understand. Mm-hmm. The physical attraction goes away. doesn't matter how hot they are. If the connection isn't deep and that mm-hmm. takes time. I've dated girls that were freaking dimes. They were beautiful and I did not want to have sex with them. I literally just wanted to go to sleep. I would look at them. I'd recognize how hot they were and I was hoping that they didn't nudge me at <laughs> wow. night because I wanted to sleep. I wanted to, I wanted to sleep with every other girl. I just didn't want to sleep with them because the connection wasn't deep and it did not matter how good they looked. Mm-hmm. I'm telling y'all. So like you end up having less sex on the back end than yeah. the person that waits. And that's the kind of the trick. That's the what God did. He's like, oh, you want to you want to not wait? Okay, watch what happens. Now you won't even be having sex. And the studies prove this after year four, mm-hmm. the people that stay married, 50% of the people that stay married stop having regular sex after yeah. year four. That's a problem. I don't want to be in a problem. marriage where I'm stuck with somebody. I'm not in love and I'm not having sex. Yeah. Forget it. No, yeah. thank you. I'd rather be alone. No, and now that, like, damn, I ain't even having sex. Why I got the, re- the responsibility of being with you? Like, cause I, you know, there is some responsibility. Now I got to answer to you and, you know, tell you what I'm doing and we ain't having sex. Like, forget that. No, thank you. I want something very different than what I've seen that's yeah. being offered. I want real love and I'm willing to pay the price on the front end, which means waiting, unfortunately. And right. it's, not, it's not easy. It's no. freaking hard. No. But what it does is, and this is why I believe that God wired it all the way back to the beginning. Because I mm-hmm. believe Adam and Eve were real people. Yes. They lived on the earth. But a lot of people don't understand that Eve was not created at the same time as Adam. Right. Adam was created first. Mm-hmm. And then Adam didn't get, did not get a woman first. Mm-hmm. Adam got a job. Yeah. And then God said, name the animals, take care of the garden. And then a- afterward, Eve came along. And if you look at the very first words... Adam said when he saw Eve, he said, finally. Mm -hmm. So we don't know how long Adam was waiting. Adam might have been waiting a thousand years. We don't know. It was a while though, right? Because he said, finally. So what, but this is the the, the proper (laughs) order is we're supposed to figure out our purpose before we get our person. We got to figure out what are we on this earth to do? And this is what I've done in the last 10 years because I was not, I had never harnessed my sexual energy. So now there's a, and there's a principle called sex transmutation. I talk about Mm -hmm. in the book that was actually written about in a, a great book called Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. And you basically, you harness that sexual energy and it's like dam in a river where you can hold it back for a while and then eventually it builds up, builds up, builds up, and then it's going to go. It go, it finds an outlet and it goes somewhere. So that's how I've written books I and that. I started my nonprofit and I've went on book tours and started a church counseling, a coaching program. And I've done all these crazy things way more in the last 10 years than I did in the 38 before that. Yeah. But I like, you know, now when I get married, I'm going to have a, a wife I mean, I'm going to have a, a, a beautiful like purpose to pull my wife into, but I'm going to be like, we'll, we'll travel the world and we'll do some really cool stuff together that will be very impactful, you know, and very meaningful to me. Most people don't have anything to pull the woman into. They just want to go out and find yeah. somebody. They don't even know why they're here. Right. And then mm-hmm. next thing Struggles. you know, they, they, they <laughs> choose the wrong person because they didn't wait. They don't yeah. know their purpose. So the, the girl's bored because she wants to be taken on some adventure and you're not providing it for her. Friday, you know, Friday comes along and you know that you have this gnawing sense inside that you're supposed to do something, but you don't know what it is. And it creates this emptiness. So you use football or, you know, fantasy football or whatever as an escape mm-hmm. from your miserable existence because you never oh, figured out why you were here. That's, 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 man caves now. <laughs> that's what not waiting does. For I never people. get that. Like, why would you like, want to spend time with your partner? Yeah. So that, that, that's, it's serious stuff. Like it's probably, you know, the one decision to wait will impact your entire life in unimaginable ways. Like on the front end, you can't even imagine how that one decision will impact every other area of your life. I would have never known this stuff had I not done it. Yeah. And, um, listeners, uh, if you haven't, like I said, you're probably just meeting Rob for the first time. If you delve into like his website and what he's done, there's so much, like he said, there's the life coaching, many courses, one of which I plan to take once my finances are right. Um, (laughs) like you said, the, the nonprofit. So, I mean, it proves that it works for sure. And I'm, hoping to get to that level one day you're certainly a motivator in that area so congrats on thank that you, for thank myself. you so yeah i had um, to do something with my time you know i right. used to use it to chase girls and yeah. seriously i would chase i was chasing tail oh, and wow. then when y'all decided i wasn't going to do that i'm like well what do i i gotta do something you what know do you so know? i work a lot 
but hopefully <laughs> I don't want it to always be that way. Cause I, I do want, I do want a companion, Absolutely. but you know, it, there was a season that, that I went through and I often say nobody gets to the promised land without going through the wilderness. You know, oh, like yeah. every, everybody at one point in their life, when they start out, you are in Egypt, meaning like you're in, you might be working a job that you don't like. you got a paycheck, you got a roof mm-hmm. over your head, you got some security. Yeah. But you know, you, you know, there's, you're meant for more, right? Absolutely. And the only way to get to that more, which I consider the promised land is to go through the wilderness and it ain't fun. Steve Harvey talks about it in the, that jump video. <laughs> you got to jump. And at first your parachute don't open and you get banged up and scratched up and you just got to keep going or you'll, ne- you're never going to know what you're capable of truly, unless mm-hmm. you go through the wilderness. So everybody's got to do it. Yeah. And Agreed. You know, I just I wish I would have done it earlier in life, honestly, because I, I wouldn't be, you know, Same. I'd be I'd be further ahead. But, you know, I like to I, I, I was that that marsh. I was the the kid that always took the marshmallow yeah. first. You know, well, like I, I couldn't wait. Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. beauty of it is, is you don't have to be you don't have to like delayed gratification is is a muscle. You can build it up. You can get Absolutely. better at it over time because I've done it. You know, I used to have right. terrible uh, problems resisting any carnal, uh, anything carnal, whether it was, you know, drugs or girls or whatever. I just took it whatever I wanted in the moment. It feels good. Do it. I used to actually say that. That was my kind of a motto. Yeah. It feels good. Do it. <laughs> pay yeah. the consequences. That's a young adult motto actually, yeah. because you had, you know, I guess you see people around you live life and you're kind of like, why am I stopping myself from sure. living life as well? So it can Absolutely. get a little hard to say no when everybody around you says yes. Yeah. yeah. And if you're young, like that's literally all they do is YOLO, you know? So what yeah. are you supposed to do? then you look like the not so the cool crude, kid or basically. yeah, like on the outside, looking in. So yeah. yeah, it's much harder when you're younger, when you're older, you've learned experiences and gone through some shit. And then you're yeah. like, nah, but hopefully it doesn't have to be that way where you have to learn things the hard way. You know, what a I mean? lot of people do. I feel like that's majority I'm, of people. I'm guilty of that, unfortunately. <laughs> and I, I yeah. wish I could take some of those experiences back. Um, but I definitely appreciate your raw honesty because um, I really think your testimony um can affect a lot of people in a sense where maybe they'll be willing to share as well and won't feel like the only one going mm-hmm. through the situation. Because for a very long time, um, I used to have that guilt, especially in college, because I mean, college days were wild. I yeah, think for everybody. That was a big YOLO. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. for sure. Um, but growing up in a Christian household and then being able to have the reins taken off me and, like I said, going to college and being quote unquote free. I That's just funny. That's the opposite of how that. I stayed. I guess secure in college was really? because of the Christian upbringing. It's the complete opposite, and because my mom, I went, I didn't go to school out of country, so I guess yeah. DMV, whatever, same shit. And my <laughs> my parents would make me come home for church every weekend. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Yes, and I was in a choir. I taught dance. I was involved. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so if I wasn't there, it'd be like. Sure. <laughs> And then after a while, I think junior year, I was like, I'm not coming back. Their church is on campus. Like, I don't need to do all this back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then I would definitely say I went a little wild back then when I didn't have the check. Yeah. Yeah. But I still didn't go too wild because that moral compass was still like there. Ingrained in you. Exactly. Yeah. And then I didn't really know what I wanted. So I'm like, why am I even pursuing all these things? My friends are like, what, what are you yeah. doing? But I was older then. I yeah. was like, what? almost 21. So it wasn't like 17, 16 right. bad decisions. I was kind of tight with my family then. They wouldn't let me leave, <laughs> you know? I'm pretty sure. I don't know what it would have been if I went to school in California, you know, maybe a different story. Oh yeah, for sure. That's yeah. perfect. Uh, raise a child in the way, sh- way they should go. And when they're old, they won't turn from it. You know, yeah. like, that's yeah. it right there. You know, I, I didn't have that Christian upbringing much when I was growing up. So I didn't have that moral. It was a strict foundation. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want to go ahead and read an excerpt from your book um, on page 48. And it's basically talking about um, basically what men and women both have control over in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So let me go ahead and read that. So essentially what a man has control over then is when to give commitment, i.e. marriage and security. And what a woman has control over is when to give the physical, i.e. sex. If we did it the way God designed it by waiting to have sex until marriage, we will be offering the other person what we have to give in return for what we are seeking at the right time. It's the perfect exchange um, with the perfect timing, and it's what makes each of us happy long term. It's as if the man is saying through marriage, I will love you, provide for you, take care of you, and give you all the security that comes with commitment. If you will marry me, give me your beauty, your body, and your respect. Mm -hmm. I love that. 
I love that. I mean, this is my favorite thing to talk about. Well, no, no. I mean, I love that. Transfer of control is my favorite thing to talk about because it's probably because it's the most controversial pussy power. Yeah. Women women kind of know it, but they don't really know it. Like women have so much control over a man that's interested in her prior to having sex. But once you give the sex, you're giving the power over to them. Okay. And then what happens is because of biology, women release oxytocin during sex. Yes. Men do not. Men release oxytocin when we commit. And there's a great TED talk. And this woman endorsed my book by Don Mazur. It's called How Your Brain Falls in Love. Men don't release oxytocin when we have sex. So women, you release this oxytocin and you get stuck on this guy and you start looking at him like he's a king. Like all, yeah. all starry eyed. And now <laughs> all the red flags. that's why a man can hit it and quit it a lot easier than a woman. Okay. Absolutely. Women can't hit it and quit it like a man can. Cause I trust me. I did this a lot. Yeah. I'd be like, tell girls up front. You know, I was like, look, this is only going to be sex. I, you probably shouldn't do this. And they'd be like, no, it's okay. It's okay. We can just have sex. And then I'd have sex with them. And then I'd be like, I'd want to not be their boyfriend. And they'd be like, you're an asshole. And I was like, hey, I thought we talked about this. Medicine. They couldn't even help it. It was biology. So like, mm-hmm. look, you know, what, what women have to understand this. First off, they have to admit that this is the way that it is. And Absolutely. here's the easiest way to find out. If a man and woman are dating, who decides when we have sex for the very first time, the man or the woman? The woman. The woman. Always. Yeah. The man will take it as fast as you give it. Yeah. Who yeah. decides when we get married? The man. Yeah. That's why he proposes. Well, so it's, it's right there. Men want sex. Women want security. So if a woman <laughs> gives, gives the sex before she gets the security, which is the ring, not even the ring, marriage, not just the right. ring, not a yeah. promise ring, a wedding ring, not a Facebook status. It's got to be marriage because it's got to be hard to get out of because this is what happens. And this is this, this, you know, the heart's deceitful, the Bible says. And and look, I can convince myself of just about anything to get some tail. So I'd be like, look, you're in love with her, whatever. And I go, hey, Sandra, I'm, I'm in love with you. Let's have sex. You say, sure, Rob, I love you, too. Let's just run to the justice of the peace real quick. <laughs> I'd be like, see what I say. <laughs> I'd be like, damn, let me think about that. Yeah, because I'd be like, well, hold on now. Let me let me make sure of this, right? Yep. That's the point. Right. Then they That's have to spend I'm more doing. time trying to figure out if you are the one. Right. 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 You know, Before I get myself yeah. in something complicated and or mm-hmm. break your heart. So so now I'm like asking myself the hard question. But, you know, if a woman gives the sex before she gets the, the, the marriage, now she's putting herself at a position of disadvantage because she's chasing the guy around for the thing that he's in control of. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He ain't in no rush. Absolutely. And then there's children involved nowadays where it's yeah. like you involve the kids, you have the kids, you want them to commit, but yeah. then they they want to commit, they plan to commit, but then you do all these things post-marriage, before marriage, and then still yeah. expect the post-marriage stuff to take place when it's yeah. like you've already done that, you've kind of taken it, you've taken a few steps back, and now you're yeah. expecting to somehow jump to the front, and it's like, how? You're you're working harder to get to where you need to get to because you skipped a few steps. Like he won't buy the cow if you give them milk for free. Exactly. Pretty much. Or you move in with him, start cooking for him, have kids with him. You're cohabitating, but there's no ring. But yeah, to give you a ring. Well, because now it's on his time and not yours because you've given him all the things he would have gotten if he had given you a ring. So is there really a rush now or? (laughs) Right. You're you're giving him wife privileges when he's not, not, you're not his wife. And this is what happens. Most of the time. Well, first off, I want women to understand not having sex with a man that's in love with you is not going to get him to leave. Think about it. Mm-hmm. If a man is in love with you and you don't have sex with him, you know what he's going to do? It's going to do. It's going to motivate him to marry you faster. Exactly. He's gonna wanna, because he's in love with you. He's going to be like, well, I want to have sex with her. So let's hurry up and get married. If yeah. he's not in love with you, it will motivate him to leave and, and you'll get rid of the wrong ones. And that's a good, that's a good thing. However, if you have sex with the wrong man, you might get him. But guess what? He might be one foot in and one foot out like I always yeah. was in my relationships, looking over my shoulder, wondering if I could be happier with someone else, not not committing to them, not really committing, meaning not getting married because I didn't want to get myself trapped into something I couldn't get out of because I knew I wasn't in love. People yeah. do get married now, though, but they're still looking for the potential yeah. well, inside listen, their marriage. Inside. Like they're married and they're still thinking there's a possibility I could be happy with 100%. somebody else. Absolutely. Because look, here's what would happen to me is a girl would be having sex with me. I, I would tell, you know, up front, I'd be like, look, I'm not really looking for a relationship. Mm-hmm. They, they would sleep with me. We would continue sometimes sleeping together. And then it would be like month three or four. And I started realizing I couldn't play the noncommittal game anymore. 
that they were they were either going to bounce and start yeah. dating somebody else, at which point I did not want that because I was starting to feel territorial over them. Yeah. But I couldn't play the non-committal game anymore, so I would make them my girlfriend be, out, wow. of obli- out of obligation. <laughs> out of yeah. obligation. So because I knew we, yeah. they, had, they had put up with so much of my shit that I'm like, she's a good girl. She deserves to be your girlfriend. Yeah. So I'd make her my girlfriend, not because I was in love. A handout relationship. Yeah, hundred percent. Not it it was not it was more based out of like obligation than than love. And that's not what I want to be in. So many people are married around us. Yeah. Obligation. Yeah. Obligation. And you just have to watch from the outside, like, I hope you're happy. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I I wanna um give this disclaimer and pretty much um say that those who do arranged marriages don't count in this particular conversation mm-hmm. that we're having because mm-hmm. um those are specific to i guess their religious beliefs and traditional beliefs so they're excluded from i guess this part of the conversation but i totally get where you're coming from right yeah all right so i do want to kind of we already talked about it the power of the pussy but i want to talk about um this excerpt that you had on page 49 and it says if women understood the power that they wield over men like you said before before having sex with them it would change the game dramatically before having sex a woman has leverage over a man who is interested in her so ladies need to realize that um realize it and recognize their value and understand that they are in control and i really want to drive that home um, especially for women being somebody who has have had a lot of regrettable um, mistakes in the past. Uh, as you know, you know, when you're young and dumb, you think backwards and it's like, oh, if I give it up, maybe he'll like me more. Exactly. Never, never, ever, ever was the case for me. I mean, it might be for somebody. Congratulations. You're the exception to the rule. Um, Just but, saying if I give it up, he'll like me. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I never thought yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of women think that. I think that's a very popular belief. Is like yeah, they're like yeah. they're it's it's almost based in fear. Where it's like if I don't have sex with him, he'll, he'll probably leave. leave me because nice. you know you get the devil whispering in your ear. His and his number one uh, thing he's going to come against you with is always going to be fear. And it will make sense. It'll always make sense. He'll be like, look, nobody's going to wait for you. Who would wait for you? Nobody waits anymore. What are you stupid? Like yeah. He's, he's going to find somebody else. And listen, he might. That's okay. Like, but yeah. this is what I tell women now. If you look at me, the me now versus the me then. If a woman told me back in the day she was waiting, I would have been like, deuces, I'm out. <laughs> right? That would have been a very good thing for her. They still right? do. But if, if a girl tells me she's waiting now, you know what happens? I'm intrigued. I'm actually Absolutely. like, wow, I lean in. I'm like, I want to know more because I don't want to, I don't want to know. I don't but can you be intrigued, want to know more and still leave? I could be 100%. Because that happens to me yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily the right one for you. But I know for me, like, I'm, I'm more interested. I'm, I, if a girl tells me she's not waiting now, I'm like, deuces, I'm out. I don't want to yeah. date no hell. I've been waiting. I've been working on myself. I want what I am. Right. Just like if I imagine if I was really out of shape, I was obese. And then yeah. I started going to the gym. I worked out. Yeah. I got in good shape. And now I met another obese person. I'd be like, look, I, re- <laughs> look, I know where yeah. you're at, but I don't want to date you. You know, yeah. like I don't, I worked on myself. I want somebody physically fit cause I'm physically right. fit. I don't want, I don't want somebody that ain't taking care of themselves in this way. Cause I, I couldn't even relate to you. If you're out getting it in and giving it away to people, I, I'm like, I'm sorry, but no, thank you. Yeah. You know, we get that. So I mean, those that, people that, will feel judged by like, well, uh, never too late to start. It's a hard middle ground. And I don't want to say screw them, but at the same time, it's like, I think you what you want. You, I feel like anybody who has that standard, they want something that's equal or better to what they have. Like me being, or well, us, I would say, having like a master's degree, you wouldn't want to date a man who has an associate's or just a bachelor's. Yeah. Unless he's making, I guess, a lot of money to compensate. But it's kind of that same thing. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, that's a yeah. great analogy. Yeah, I'm I love here. that. Meet me here. Exactly. That's all I ask. So, I mean, I guess anybody who has that mindset... <laughs> Grow up. I always say that. Like, it's frustrating. Most of the times, if you tell people, in my experience, it's more so them trying to convince oh, you otherwise. You're slut shaming. They try to convince you, why are you on this side? What's uh-huh. stopping you from getting this way? Or don't you want to test the car before you drive it? Or don't you want to blah, blah, blah? And it's so tiring. It's like, oh my God. Well, this is what, what Stefan, I know Stefan speaks as a friend of mm-hmm. mine. He said, look, a test drive is once. He said, you done stole it off the lot. That car's going to have issues regardless. Wear yeah. and tear. Right. No, like, like, okay, look, do you want to buy a yeah. car that somebody test drove a million times? Probably not, right? You're not going to want to pay full price for that. This is what we want to do because we're really all selfish by nature. Is we want to take it off the rack. We want it to go like this. Sip. 
try crack the seal. First, we want to crack the seal. We want to crack the seal, take a sip, put it back for the next person. But guess what? The next person don't want some some milk that somebody tests. They tell you in the store to return it if it's opened. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like we think it's different with people. It's not like I mean I know you know like a strong man doesn't want to take care of a girl that anybody could have slept with. You know now I might be the same for. For women, but I do believe that there's a bit of a difference. And this is where sometimes I upset some people. But like, like the way I look at it is this is like because the girl what the girl has to give away is what she is really in control of is the sex. Mm -hmm. And what is the man is control of really is the commitment. So a guy dating a girl that had, you know, would just sleep with anybody she dated is kind of the equivalent of a of a girl dating a guy that proposed every girl he dated before you. So if he proposed to you, so if he proposed to you, you'd be like, uh, you know, I don't really feel that special because you're kind of yeah. a needy bitch, you know, like that's the way you would feel, yeah. right? Because okay. you're like, well, hold on, you're, you, I, yeah, you know, you proposed to me, but you proposed to the last ten girls you dated before me. What? Like you yeah. wouldn't feel that special, and it's no. kind of like that. Maybe there's a little bit of a difference, but it, mm-hmm. in many ways, it is it is very similar. I think. I agree totally. So I do have a question. Um, what do you, in your own words, think sexual, true sexual liberation is? I think you kind of talked about it, but I just want to hear from your mouth. Hmm. I mean, now I guess I would say true sexual liberation is not being um, controlled by my sexual urges. I love You know, that. like where before I was, even if, even when I became abstinent, it was hard to get that part of myself under control just with like masturbation or pornography or whatever. Yeah. Now I, I'm not, not to say I'm perfect because you know, there have been mistakes, but they're few and far between. Um, but that for me is sexual liberation is now like, cause I, I, I wasn't liberated from my sexual urges before I would sleep with women. And then I would, I would get into relationships that I really didn't want to be in because of it. So now I feel like I'm liberated from all that, but yeah. I, I do look forward to having a very active sex life with my wife. I love that. Yeah. No more obligation, basically. <laughs> what about y'all? Oh, uh, yeah, I was actually going to kind of get into it because I mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, Yanni, who has a YouTube channel. And in one of her videos, um, she said it's not giving it up to just anyone because you want to fulfill a desire. Like I said, mm-hmm. we are the microwave generation. You just want to push a button and mm-hmm. have it. And then once Quick, we got our fulfillment, we're just span. done until yeah. the next time where we need another hit. Right. Right. Um. It's like you said, not giving away your sexual energy too easily because it is very powerful. I think people really underestimate um, how that is because you get uh, what they call spiritually transmitted diseases now. Mm-hmm. Wow, and, that's good. Yeah. Soul ties and stuff. Uh, yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's also, um, she also said, the more partners you have, the more that energy is drained. And I completely agree with that. Even with the low partner count, energy can still be transferred from their past or. Mm-hmm current partners that you might not even know about and it's just still transferred even in relationships when you're not having sex you're still taking on their yeah. trauma and their baggage Absolutely. and stuff so talk less of involving sex yeah. as well like it gets, so if you think about sex they're yeah. literally you're sharing bodies, yeah and you're you know? being tied down even tighter to this shackle that <laughs> yeah. and there's a study that the, uh and this is i'm not sure if about men but specifically for women but with more than 10 sexual partners they have the highest divorce rates Wow. Yeah. And it's very reputable. And, you know, like what I believe is because it's, it's the oxytocin. So mm-hmm. imagine, imagine like, you know, the first time you have sex with someone, you get this strong oxytocin release and you do, it makes you feel like connected to that person. Oxytocin, Absolutely. when you read it, sounds a lot like glue. It's like, you, you know, it sounds a lot like that verse in Genesis where it says the two will cleave together mm-hmm. and become one flesh. So you like cleave with this person and then you pull away for whatever reason. Maybe yeah. they did, maybe they drop you like a bad habit. So then you have sex a second time. You, you release oxytocin, you pull away third time, pull away for eventually, guess what? You're not so sticky anymore. Yeah. So you meet this, maybe you meet your person if you're even lucky enough to meet your person mm-hmm. and you don't cleave like you used to. And then now you, you, you know, you're divorced because you've also established this pattern of, having sex, breaking up, having sex. So now it kind of carries over into your marriage. So like when the word says, you know, the Bible says that basically sexual sin is very unique as compared to all the other sins. It says all other sins a person commits outside the body, but a person that's sexually sins against their own body. I think that's what they're talking about. 
Yeah. I think it's like you damage something like sex is a connection mechanism supposed to be with the person that you love the most and mm. you break it or you can damage it severely. I, I believe, at least I like to believe that it can be fixed over time because I know mine must be really fucked up. Like, <laughs> and I'm hoping that I when I meet so. my person, I'm able to cleave to well, put in all this time. Yeah. Probably be back by now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, I hope I'm sticky again. I, I want to be sticky. You know, like I want to, yeah. I want to meet my person to be like all Absolutely. in and to have that, that, you know, like something like the notebook or something. I don't yeah. know. But, um, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, you know, I don't know. And then the other thing I was going to say, and this is just uh, an analogy. I think I, I used it in the book and it was called the more they pay, the longer they stay. And that was, that was a saying when I used to be a club promoter. That's yeah. nice. Where you, we basically, it referred to the fact that if you, if you charge the cover to get in, people wouldn't leave. Like we used to let people in the in for free and they would come in, they'd walk around, they'd look around, they would leave. But if you charge $10 to get in the club, they, they, would, that party they, would, gets they wouldn't even leave yeah. even if the place wasn't crowded. Yeah. So like, this is why I tell women, like, you can't let men in so quick and wonder why they won't stay. If you let them hit too mm-hmm. quick and then they leave you, that it, it's because the more they pay, the longer they stay. They value it if there's a, an investment. Yeah. So if you make them wait, even if it's not till marriage, which it should be, because that is the, the thing that's hard to get out of. And that's Absolutely. really where you're a- asking yourself the hard question. Any guy can can like, you know, hunker down and wait 60 days. If you say, well, I got a 60 day rule. Well, I can wait 60 days to get some tail. Mm-hmm. Like I could, if I, but, but I won't, it yeah. won't be me. It won't be me evaluating. Am I really in love before right. I marry this girl? Like, it'll just be me being like having some perseverance. Mm-hmm. So, like but it's still better than not waiting. It's still better than not waiting because what will happen is in that 60 days, you might learn that he's an asshole or he might learn that you, he's not really that attractive to you. Like you're just hot. Right. And he just, and now all of a sudden he don't like the person living in that side, that body, because I know, you know, like, and I, I guarantee you, every one of your listeners can relate to this is how many times have you met somebody of the opposite sex? And at first you were like, Whoa, they're hot, right? Your yeah. skin is, you know, cause we're also sexually charged. You're like, Whoa, they're, they're sexy. They're hot. Yeah. But then after a while you get to know them and you start looking at them different. Yeah. And you're like, ah, not for me. <laughs> you know, they, I can see that they're good looking and why people might find them good looking, but not for me. Right. And that's the point, like in waiting, because now you can start to break through that physical stuff and you can start to see yeah. who really lives inside that body. And is it somebody that you would be attracted to? Like, it's really, ugly. long term. It's usually ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't like people in general. Um, I'm trying to go off from the I hate men part and just come back. <laughs> well, we're working on it. We'll yeah. Work on it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Why haven't you been to a City Fam event, Sandra? Um, I didn't know about it. <laughs> Uh, that's my Annabelle, yeah, shame I, to you. I just found out. Like, yeah, that's that's my bad. So, where do you live just at? Come to the next where? one, though. Sure. I mean, I'm not I'm not traveling anymore. I'm back in the country. For yeah, life. she's always at the country, like every other week. So, like, you can't. She, I never know where she is in the world. I'm back. I'm back until like you, like September. for like how long? A week or two? Two months. At least <laughs> two whole months. Two wow. whole months. At least two I'm months kidding. minimum. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, she's always in some part of the world that I can't keep up with. Well, hopefully we'll see you out soon. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. definitely. I'll come. I'll I'll come. I'm interested. I want to see like-minded people. Absolutely. Um, And I wanted to speak specifically to the ladies um, in regards to true sexual um, liberation, because I feel like, and I'm guilty of this, we really cheat ourselves where we're having sex with just anybody because we're not always guaranteed an orgasm. Where mm-hmm. more so the guys are, and it's just ninety like, percent for guys, twenty um, percent for 70, women. Is this, is it 20? It's very oh, low. Yeah, eighty-five percent for lesbians, and between twenty to thirty percent for women with men, and it's about sixty percent when you involve toys, okay, well, oral sex, members. and the you know pre-sex activities. That's when they put 40, in the work. Uh, yeah. If they just go right in, it's like twenty-five percent. But he always gets it 80% of the time. Yeah, I feel like it's even more than that. It's (laughs) probably 100%. Because if you can get it jacking off yourself, then most likely you will always get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And when they're done, it's like, all right, roll over. Exactly. (laughs) So basically, we're collecting bodies and there's no payoff. Mm -hmm. Like, at this point, what are you doing? You know what I mean? What are you doing to yourself? As opposed to being in a committed relationship, hopefully, marriage. And having the time to learn each other's bodies. And so what about the people who don't want to get married? How do you convince them that? The, oh, the, man, I love to talk about that. That's a good question, Rob. <laughs> I love to answer that question because this but is what I think. Married. This is what I think. I think right now there's a lot of people that don't want to be married because okay. what, what they've seen is a generation of people do it ass backward. Yeah. They see the sexual revolution happened in the 60s or whatever. Yeah. So they've seen their parents 
and maybe some of them, even their grandparents, like have sex, drift into a relationship, and then the relationship was shit. And then they're like, man, I do not want to be married because I don't want any part of that. Okay, but here's the thing. Oh, they stay in the relationship and it's still shit. And you can see right, it's how shit. shitty it is while they're still in the yeah, relationship. Right, exactly. Like, they stay that. in it. Exactly. A lot of times they do. They stay in it. A lot of times they don't get divorced. They just for stay the in kids, it. And, and, for whatever reason, because of uh, and the traditional, yeah. the traditional, um, yeah, they definitely stay. Oh, and you mentioned the- um, Might be excommunicated from your family. Which call it the arranged marriages, like a good amount of that. Those people stay in it sometimes because yeah. of the family and the work that they took to put them together. Absolutely. So a lot of them are obligated so to stay. They can't leave. Ones. But yeah. if we reframe it and just really realize that marriage is, is just semantics. If, if I asked everybody out there that was listening to this, how would you like to find your best friend that you're physically mm. attracted to long term that mm. could help you reach your full potential in life? Would you yeah. like that? Amen. That's everybody what I look would, for. Everybody would say, hell yeah, I'd love to find that. Doesn't Great. Have to Don't have sex before marriage because <laughs> it'll help you find them. That's yeah. really the point. Marriage is just a tool to help you find them because it, it, it would be no different if this Great. was, if this was so acceptable in society to say, look, forget marriage it was just like look okay you can have sex with whoever you want but if you decide that you're gonna not you want to have sex with somebody else we're gonna cut your head off okay mm. now you're gonna ask now you're gonna be like okay let me make sure i choose the right person it, that's all that's really what marriage does for us is yeah. it's just making us ask that hard question because we know a divorce is going to be painful so mm -hmm. now we're just not rushing into things with the wrong people. But they're rushing into children and yeah. they're rushing into all these other things that are also permanent. Right. Yeah. So why? Like, I don't want to get married, but I'm going to have kids with this baby. Like, I mean, mm. with this person. Like, I know. I feel like that's much more committed. And not, for, not for the people who marriage. don't have the choice, because I know sometimes it happens by accident and it's not really a choice for a lot of people. Right. For those people who actually actively go into it and choose not to take the steps to prevent the child, why do you do that if you want marriage as an end goal? That's my If you don't question. want marriage? If they do want marriage as an end goal, like why oh, do they? Right. Go? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like... it, it, that that's definitely creating you know one oh, more right. reason for someone to maybe not want it. Like a, a single mom, like if you're signing up to date a single uh -huh. mom, thank God for my stepfather. He's a good man. Nice. And you know he came along and was a very good husband to my mom. But that's not an easy job for someone to take care of somebody else's child. You know, okay. so like you're automatically narrowing the dating field a little bit by having a kid outside of wedlock. So and women need to think about that for real. Absolutely. And um, you talked about it in the past as well. It also, unfortunately, lowers your dating marketability if you do like a, look for marriage. What's his name says? Hi, Kevin Sam <laughs> we're not going to talk about him. <laughs> I don't know if you heard of uh, Kevin Samuels, this yeah. guy that's been... Um, oh, oh, yeah. He's, I guess so blessed. He's big okay. in the black media, I guess, because yeah. he's speaking more so black women and black men, and he talks about high-valued men and what it no, takes to be one. Having children like, re reduces your value, apparently. But for a lot of people, whether it's male or female, because you know us as not having children, would you want to date so, a guy that has... No, I, I wouldn't, but I've had guys... Exactly. I literally have guys till today trying to convince me to do that oh, and i'm like man. i literally yeah. have children why should i pick up your two kids yeah because i want to get to know you i just met you like two weeks ago why right. are you now worth me adopting possibly adopting two kids into my life yeah. i have zero children like exactly. why what it's responsibility that that's that's extra instant responsibility. mom they want an instant mom and instant wife and this instant family and it's like they just want some extra help to oh. take care of these kids that's what that is it's true i mean look <laughs> it's hire a nanny <laughs> Children, look, as, I'm sure children bring you a lot of joy, but we could have them on our own. But you're asking, me, you're asking me, right, you're asking me to sign up for more responsibility. So automatically, right. it's going to be a harder sell. Exactly. Not, not an easier one, a harder why one. Should, why should I do that? Sell it to me. Why? Yeah. And they usually can't. And I haven't even gotten to know you to know that I'm in love with you. I'm falling for you and I want everything that comes with you. It's just, I just met you and you want me to just sign up for this. Yeah. If I can leave now, I will leave because <laughs> now that I know this is exactly. not my cup of tea, like I'm good. Yeah. So people have been, I guess, catfished in that sense, especially oh when my it comes goodness. to online dating. They just don't, they don't tell you kids. immediately. Six months later, it's like, oh, I have to go watch my kids. You go, what? <laughs> That's a huge red flag. Like, kids are is so integral to a person's life. If you're not willing to share that you have any, it's kind of like... And part of me is selfish with that not? because I yeah. want to be the only... I don't want to be the center of your world, but I want to be the focus for the most part. Yeah. I want I want you to be my focus and me to be your focus. When you have two other children, you can, it's impossible. Yeah, it's, it's and I, I cannot be that selfish to let you just ignore your kids for me. Absolutely. So, like, what do I do? Then I have to always keep myself last or third mm -hmm. or fourth because I'm trying to 
you know, or traveling or like you mentioned traveling, like I don't want to, have to you know, <laughs> I, know, I want to be able to travel without worry or, or maybe, you know, people, I have a lot of friends and kids and are like, well, we can't go out because we have to see if we can find a sitter. Exactly. Like, you know, that's a real, a real issue. So like yeah. not to say it won't be something that maybe we can deal with together in a couple of years, but you want me to sign up for that right away. Now? I don't know if I'm ready for that. Then I'm in a relationship by myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm it's good. like you versus the kid and it, it shouldn't have to be. The way. kid will always win. I wouldn't, As they should. I, I As wouldn't they want should, to compete yeah. with somebody else's children. No. Actually, but, biblically, biblically no. it's supposed to be the spouse. Biblically, yes, yeah, biblically, it's supposed to be your dedication is number one to your spouse and that's then the correct. children. But the oxytocin you mentioned does occur when you have children. Breastfeeding your children, True, yeah. is released. when connection. you start to push, when the, the oxytocin is released, when you get your um the, the first feeling of pushing the baby out, oxytocin when your baby first latches on the breast oxytocin wow. that's how mothers get so connected to their children and that's why when you're giving a kid for, uh, uh, for adoption you don't want to touch your kid or hug your kid or look at your kid because then yeah. you'll be forced to keep the kid yeah. when you, when you want to give your baby connection. up just be like take it away just take it away do not have first body contact because that's it right at the time they keep the kid skin so the it's very important it's a connection you know yeah y'all, y'all ever see that movie avatar Yes. Yeah. Remember when they get on the the, the 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 they ride the animal and then they put the and then they, oh, they, yeah, they, 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 yeah, they form oh, the wow. connection and then when yeah. the animal dies, yeah. animal. yes. You make, you make a girl orgasm. She's like that. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. You're stuck on you like. Sometimes like I've seen one. so many tweets about that. Like, how are you gonna make me feel like this? And you think you're not my man? Like, are you crazy? <laughs> You know, I, I would never go as far as to post some crazy like that. Like you can't make that me feel before. like this, like this, and like that, and then tell me we're not together. Oh no, we're together, baby. We're exclusive. Right. What yeah, you talking right. about? You have those crazy as girlfriends burning down your car, and we're not gonna get into that. We're not that like extreme. Going off on it. I don't have that much energy for men. I'm sorry. No, um, but that's... I, I kind of do have, I guess, kind of a last question for you because I like sure. to have your opinion on it. Um, for those who have urges that are too strong. Do you recommend masturbation? Because there are studies out there um, that your Marcel can um, gonna get a guaranteed orgasm, and it's for some also self care and a stress reliever. No, I don't. Um, I mean, look, I, I haven't, <laughs> I, I haven't been that. perfect with it, you know. And I, it's definitely better to to masturbate than it is to go out and pull somebody else into your sin, like your sexual yeah. sin, because you know, for all the different risks. But there's plenty of studies out there for NoFap, especially for men, where look, seminal retention is a real thing where you can hold yeah. that that energy. It's like life juice. It makes life. You know, if you retain it, it gives you more energy. And there's also studies of like a, a hangover that occurs after you orgasm. And it's, you know, certain amount of orgasms in Eastern religions. They have a formula. I had Dave Asprey on my podcast where he talked about it was your age minus nine divided by like, what was all your... Yeah, I think it was your age minus nine divided by like seven or something. I forget. I forget the formula. But it's like, you shouldn't uh, have an orgasm more than those that many days. So for me, it was like once every nine days. If I I shouldn't uh, come every more than once every nine days. If I want to live a long three life. days, that's a little amount. And of time. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I know. So I was like, hold on a second. Now I got to live longer and come less. Like that. <laughs> sounds like a lose lose. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, but listen for real. Um. I, you know, the Bible says, you know, Jesus said, look, if you lust after a woman in your mind's eye, you're committing adultery in your heart. So I think if you're, if you're imagining stuff in your mind and you're, you're masturbating and it, 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 you're not going to climax without imagining something, that's right? True. So you're that's probably true. thinking about something that's wrong. Um, so for me, I, I posted this actually on my Instagram the other day. I said like a man that can control sexual urges can control anything. Mm. So the, I, I, the, the, where you want to shoot for the goal is to just be able to master it. You know, so that yeah. you're not, you know, having to, you know, jerk off or use it as a, an escape. It's not easy. You know, like mm-hmm. I, it's definitely better than having sex. I, and I think, you know, porn is worse than masturbation, uh, mm-hmm. but better than sex and masturbation is, um, you know, better yeah. than porn, but uh, ideally you do nothing, you know, and, and right. that's the goal. And then you, you meet your person and you have all the sex. That's, you know, no one's against sex. God loves sex. God invented sex. In the right context. I want to have a lot of it with the right person. Right. The point isn't to not have sex. The point is to pick the right person to have sex with and then right. have lots of it over the long term. Um, you know, make kids travel, you know, like yeah. I'm sure it's super fun to, you know, ra- be in love and raise kids together. That's, I, I don't want, what I've seen, you know, mm-hmm. not, that's why we're talking about doing it some, doing it really different. But yeah, I, I don't recommend masturbation 
as a, a strategy to not have sex. Okay. Although there were times that, you know, I, I used it as a strategy to not have sex. But, I mean, I was like, hey, is it like a gateway is, drug? You, really, you think? You said gateway drug? Like, is masturbation a gateway well, drug to... Like um, you mentioned, Rod, there are levels, because by masturbating, as opposed to, like, going out and having sex with any kind of random, yeah. you're not risking your sexual health because you're not dealing with community pain. Um, <laughs> you won't get, like, a BV for ladies, um, STI, which can also sometimes lead to infertility, infertility. Mm -hmm. And um, men, like you said, seminal retention, they will stop wasting your DNA irresponsibly because you never know that <laughs> that yeah. next nut could be <laughs> the future president of the United <laughs> States. I don't know. I'm just like, no, you never, that's that's here, but better. you get my point. I think it's better. D Devon Franklin says, if you're feeding the dog, you know, like he talked, he compares it to feeding the dog. So if you're like, if you're jerking off or if you're, you're promiscuous and then you're like wanting to be in a committed relationship one day, he's mm -hmm. like, you, you got no experience. Like you haven't disciplined yourself in the way to be mm -hmm. faithful to one person. Mm -hmm. Like, so I think I look at it like that for myself where it's like, I want to be a disciplined person. I want to be godly. Um, but you know, like I, again, I, I don't, I wouldn't beat myself up over it. I, you know, like, there have been times definitely where I've, I've jerked off from depression. There's times where I jerked off for, or, you know, being, um, horny mm -hmm. or sometimes I just wanted to shake my fist at God. Cause I'm like, damn, it's been a long time. And I just was mad and I wanted to feel something, okay. but I don't think I don't, I never thought like, um, you know, I wasn't trying to get God to condone it. Like I, I always look back and thought, well, I'm going to try harder next time to, to not do it, you know? So that's, right. that's what I like, you know, but I don't think anyone should feel condemned if they do it. Uh, what was the other yeah. thing I was going to say? There was, there was another thought. I lost it. Anyway. It's okay. Hopefully you get it back. Ooh, I have a question before Go we ahead. end. With masturbation, why do you think people have this post-masturbation guilt? I think it could be the Holy Spirit, you know, like mm -hmm, sure. grieving the spirit. I'll tell you, this is what I was going to tell you. I was going to tell you a story. So I, after I recommitted to, to waiting, this was like 2010 or 11, mm -hmm. I, I, had, I had been abstinent for three years. And... Um, you know, I was very outspoken on the subject about, you know, even on social media. And there was a girl that was, I was friends with an old friend that kind of came back in my life and she was sexy and we were attracted to each other. I didn't want to marry her, but I was still physically attracted to her. And, and we were getting, we were getting flirty with each other close. And I was like, I felt like it was getting dangerous. And I brought it up to her and she kind of, she dismissed it. She's like, that would never happen. We're too good of friends, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Made me feel kind of stupid. And, I, and even though I knew she was wrong. I let her make me believe it. Yeah. And the next time she was coming over to my house and I was horny and we were going to watch a movie. So I yes. went and I jerked off. Right. Cause I was like using this yeah. as a strategy. This is, you know, seven eight years ago. I'm like, I'm going to jerk off. So I won't. And, and she came over and we laid there and watched the movie. Yeah. Next thing you know, we, we started. <laughs> this is after masturbating. Yeah. We let, she laid down. We started kissing. The next thing you know, we just, we end up having sex. And, oh. I, and I was like, so I don't think it's a great strategy for not having sex because again, you're mm. feeding the dog. Mm, I'm putting yeah. images in my mind. If anything, nothing is what the strategy is. It's like being a master of that urge is, is the best strategy for being uh, obedient or faithful in that area of your life. Of course, it's the most difficult, but right. that is the, what we should be all striving for, in my opinion. I agree. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that story because, yeah, I guess that kind of. Because uh, if you're horny, you're point. horny. Like, I feel like <laughs> masturbating when you're horny only makes it worse in a way because now but for guys, when you, when you ejaculate, you want more. Yeah. When, like, but guys, when you ejaculate, it's like, you know, you're less horny. You're like, like you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess because women have multiple orgasms. Yeah. More. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, it takes time to reload, you know, like. So well, there wasn't enough time for you back then. <laughs> I didn't work. I didn't have time to reload during that movie. So yeah. <laughs> I'm very virile. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to kind of end it on here, basically on this personal tip. Now you might be able to relate, Rob. I personally enjoy sex more when I was in love. Of course, uh, mm. not really, um, a committed relationship as serious as marriage, but you know, we were in a relationship. Um, and it felt better to me as opposed to one night stands because I know they weren't uh, caring about my needs sexually or whatever. Um, 
and just messing with like everybody's out of boredom. So uh, I mean, yeah, I personally feel like the more committed you are, the more you're able to in- enjoy sex. So. And there's actually studies about out there that show that waiting is like, not only is the relationship uh, satisfaction better, the sex life is better for people that waited longer. And, and people that. can go out and look at this. Actually, I reference all these studies in the book, but you can go out and just Google it. If, you, know, you think anything that I'm saying is not true, just Google it. Is it, does it, is it better to wait to have sex? And you'll see that people that wait have better sex lives. They have long, better relationship satisfaction. Hmm. So what do you say for people who, I guess, fight back on that and say, well, if you're going to wait, then you don't get to experience blah, yeah, blah, blah. Like, or what if you have sex and the, yeah, the, the sex is trash? Or yeah, it's always little, like, like you're going to want more. Genuine concerns. Yeah. No, they talk about it. They're concerns, yeah. but they're trying to convince you like you should go have sex because yeah. if you don't, your sexual experience with that one person you think is going to be great is going to suck. You will have no yeah. experience. And I, I kind of want to interject real quick because there is an actual story that I read. I think it was like in Nigeria or some African country. A couple got married. Um, the man was a, a bit too well endowed, so to speak, so. for the woman. <laughs> and they ended up having to get a divorce because it she couldn't happen. enjoy sex. You know what I mean? So, like, what, what are your thoughts on that, Rob? Yeah, well, let's talk about it. First off, the, the punchline to all this is Charlie Sheen. Like, look at Char- <laughs> Charlie Sheen 20 years ago uh-huh. was the man. People wanted to yeah. be him. Men wanted to be, uh, women wanted to date him and men wanted to be like him. Now he's a shell of himself. He's a joke. He's mm-hmm. that's, that's where this, this road ends. It's, mm, it's, it's very empty, very lonely. Okay. So, you know, like we're not marrying a body part. Okay. There, mm-hmm. there are more, first off, there's more than weight, more ways than just having sex to find out if somebody has got a small penis. You can be dating them and you can feel, you can, you can cop a feel and find out how big, you know, like I'm not saying you have to like necessarily have penetration to figure out, you know, how big their penis is, but I'm not even saying that like here at the end of the day, you're marrying the person. You're not marrying a body part. So like, imagine this, imagine that your, the sex is good and you marry them. You're like, okay, it's a good sex, sexual chemistry. And then they get cancer or they get hit by a car. Then what? Now they can't have sex. Do you leave? Because if your relationship is built on how good the sex is, you fight, and you're a real asshole. Okay. But, or they don't leave, but then they cheat. Yes. Because well, they feel bad. If it's built on love, you know, like I then then you stay because you are in love with the person. You're not going to leave someone that you're in love with when they get sick. Think about a mother and a child. If the if the kid if the baby can't walk at four months old, does the mother go? I want to take it back to the hospital. No, yeah. no. Like love is built on sacrifice. It's not about do they tickle me right. That's lust. Yeah. Yeah. People are confusing lust and love. Love is sacrificial. That's it's like I'll true. do I'd do anything for this person. You know that's love. They're having sex with you. And then imagine if you're having sex with that person that you do anything for, I'd imagine it's going to be pretty fucking good. You know, Mm -hmm. like when you're making love to the person you're in love with, it's going to be good. I agree. Like this is just a lie that the enemy tells us and people buy into it, but it's not true. I agree. It can get hard though. I wouldn't lie. Cause you hear from all ends. So it gets harder to convince yourself. Otherwise when everyone around you is telling you that's what you should expect. And it's like, Okay, you know, yeah. it's like wearing you down for yeah. for a long time. But <laughs> like it can get hard. It can get hard. Yeah, I, I hear you. No, I agree. Definitely a point into people don't notice that they think sex is just about the genitals. No, it's a mind thing too. That's what I've been trying to tell you people. You have to have that connection. Oh my gosh, because then I have friends who also don't have the connection. They do the genital part, and then mm-hmm. they're still stuck where they where they started. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, okay, so what really changed? What really was different? Like, yeah, the connections where it's at. That's what it's all about is how well do you guys connect? Right. You know, and then the sex was just great. Great relationships lead to the great sex lives. Great yep. sex lives do not lead to great relationships. Yes. Never. Yeah. Maybe for a moment. Because, you know, Neither you're, you're having no, listen, I've, been, I've had great sex lives with shitty relationships, horrible relationships. A, I guess I'm speaking from a woman's perspective. That's a toxic one. You're having that high. Like because, you said, yeah, you know, women will dopamine. come back to the toxicity if the sex is good. And yeah, they will be yeah. coming back until some Look, crazy life changing event happens. Stay with a trash guy who forever. might be because at least the sex because is good. Exactly. Because of the oxytocin. Exactly. Yeah. That's it's 100% crazy. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we're going to wrap it up because we are <laughs> over an hour, but I do definitely appreciate your time, Rob, mm-hmm. and having this discussion with us and educating us as well and our listeners. So mm-hmm. 
uh, Sandra, if you want to go ahead and read the resource. Cool, cool. Okay, so we have a resource for how to support. First of all, we have all his resources. I will attach the link. There's um, the Facebook um, whyweedingworks.com podcast uh, mm-hmm. his link tree yeah so there's all of that i will link that at the end and then outside of that we have our how to support black lives matter link therapy sources um for if you need help or just mental health um primary care physician employee assistance programs and therapy for black girls.com then we have a self-defense link um because you know it's crazy out here and <laughs> um it's black owned so support them it's like a, a black owned women who came up with this self-defense nice. you know so they sell all these like you know stuff that you can use to protect yourself so there's that and then that's it and then annabelle with the mental health tip you're gonna hate me because i got this from better help website <laughs> <laughs> Because of Vendetta, I guess, better help. Because they're not paying us. This is not free promo. <laughs> hey, hey I, I got somebody I can hook you up with. You can get a link. Yeah, Listen. please do. I yeah, would like probably. to get paid for our services. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. All this free work. Okay, so the mental health tip of the week is don't be afraid to put your needs first. Not when you're talking about sex, all right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Basically, the pull to be there for our loved ones is understandable and even praiseworthy. However, it is also essential to know when to put your mental health and your needs first. Basically, don't be a doormat. Mm. If you always put other people first, you will come last. This doesn't mean that you should disregard the feelings or needs of others or the ones that you care about, but you should also be aware of when you need to look out for yourself. Yep, yep. I always say this. You can't pour from an empty cup. Absolutely. I love that. Please feel yourself. I I say this to everyone around me. Mm -hmm. I pick times to be selfish and times to be selfless. Because if I can't give you anything, then I'm still the bad person. But I have to give myself stuff first to be able to give you anything. But um, Any any last words, Brown? Yeah. Yeah. Make it sound like a murder. Any last words? No, it was great. Before we end this? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, it was awesome. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming. I appreciate it. I hope that now you'll get like a drove of like like new listeners, a new demographic, people who are interested. Because that was kind of my main goal of having. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It'll be nice because we definitely have a larger black population. A little bit more melanin. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you go there. Isn't that much melanin at the (laughs) events? It's not. I mean, there's there's some. Listen, there's some. Marty has to take it there. <laughs> I just, I, I, I want to, I want to know what to expect. No, we, we I show need, up. Listen, you're going to have a great time regardless. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, look, I'm thinking about look. What was a crazy tuna? I think it was about I don't know 25. It, it, was, it was pretty diverse. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pretty diverse. But look, I got a little big New Year's Eve party. It's very diverse. Called Charm City. Ooh, I don't want to go so bad. But BWI Hilton, and it's probably it's the most diverse. It's like all ages, races. Like it's really a great party. Be here. It's it's a turn up. I've seen videos. It's really a turn up. And you had Drew Hill a couple years ago, right? I drew. I did the Drew Hill concert a couple years yeah. ago. I've got a deposit on Genuine Ooh. at the Horseshoe. Okay. Okay. Yep. okay. <laughs> like I, said, I wish I could go this year, but hopefully next year will be. Yeah, yeah, probably because I know after the minute, I travel December too. every year. December is my birthday month. What are y'all doing? Come to Cancun Cantina. Come to Cancun Cantina. There's a Cancun. Band. Oh, I do. Wait, love isn't Mexico. that next weekend or? No, no, no. Well, it is a Mexican. It's like a Mex- country bar. It's like Mexican. I guess. Oh, it's not in Mexico. No, no. It's <laughs> oh, I was actually ready to go. I love Mexico. <laughs> No, it's, it's about I've been there like three times this year, so yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm Mexican now. My friends told me I'm like. You know that that game. Where in the world is Cameron San Diego? Where in the world is Sanchez? Literally, literally, yeah, yeah. And I do have a really big hat to go with it. So. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll follow you on Instagram and all that. Good well, stuff. I already do. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I just found out. I'll follow you back. Yeah. Yeah, so okay, thank you. And then we'll I guess see you at the next event that you throw, possibly. Can't make promises. But I would That's why she's still single. She's very non committal. (laughs) I am not. (laughs) She's not at all. I definitely have commitment issues. Yeah, there's definitely that. But maybe I'll be there, maybe not. (laughs) But yeah, we'll see. But okay, thank you so much. Thank you.